It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Beverly Sills. cut experience in the last time uh no did you go back to the same place yes i liked the haircut that that guy gave me even though it was like a nightmare in for punishment <laughs> yeah no i went to the same place and i showed him this other guy i showed him the picture of the haircut that i got the last time from the place and he cut my hair and he cut it way shorter than i would have wanted and, and then he looks good i go he goes good and he holds the mirrors up and i go uh-huh and he goes yeah, it looks good. It looks like the picture you showed me. And I was like, okay. I have had my hair cut by white men maybe three times in my life. And I don't like it. That like, yeah, yeah, it looks good. I did exactly what you said. I did it. What you told me to do. That's what I did. Oh, my God. Hi, Megan. Hi, Doug. I mean, I think it looks good. It's very short for you. It's very short. When I came home, Liz goes, I don't think I've seen your hair this short ever. Yeah, like you look like you're going to go to a black tie event and you had to get your hair cut because you're about to like. I'm glad you say black tie event and not like, uh, you know, white supremacist march or something. No, you first of all, I've done your look. I got to tell you, you don't look like a white supremacist, (laughs) Doug. If anybody knows Doug. Just, no, I can't ever, I mean, I guess you could dress yourself up to be that, but you would have to, like, not shave for a while, so you'd have, like, a patch. Oh, that, like, gross, scraggly. Yeah, like, you don't look, yeah, I'm not going to go into what I would say, so, just in (laughs) case there's any white supremacists listening. Just in case. We We don't want to alienate some of our listeners. Jeez. (laughs) We Um, need those numbers. Megan, how are you? I'm good. Um, It's been crazy. I feel like last week to this week are, like, two different worlds in my world we're in that like post thanksgiving Mm -hmm. very much pre-christmas world yeah it's like we stepped into a different realm yeah yeah it's It's weird it's in that realm is called the holidays yeah we're in the holiday realm where work gets weird because it's the holidays and life is weird and busy because it's the holidays and i can rationalize my online shopping addiction (laughs) because it's the holidays (laughs) um (laughs) Are you ready to talk about the Muppets? Oh, I sure am. I can't wait to tell you about all... I can't wait to relate every single sketch back to something that I've watched in recent in this recent week. We watched the Beverly Sills episode... Beverly! Airing in the UK on November 16th, 1979, and in the US on November 8th, 1979. I wish I could go back in time to the 70s just to go shopping and spend like the amount of money I have now. Did you see? Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like. Oh, first of all, yeah. That's like, oh, you seen those videos like a couple years ago where people were like, I have adult money. So I buy. And it's no, I have 2022 money. So I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to go buy a house and a car really yeah, quick yeah, with yeah, yeah, my yeah. bank account. Exactly. Not with, you know, and something that was like actually built with like a real material. It's uh-huh. not like a synthesized something or other. Yeah. Yeah, like we were looking. I, my wife just showed you. We my got, wife. We got new couches that are coming, right? They are beautiful, by the way. So she was like, oh, maybe we should get new coffee tables. And I was like, well, we'll see how they match with the ones we have. The coffee tables we have are from the 1960s. Yeah. So they're like. They're like good and yes, they're like good. They're, Keep those. Like literally, I'm like, they're still made of wood. They're yeah. not like, you know. Pieces of shit. Honestly, I say keep keep the old stuff. It lasts yeah. longer. And I wouldn't. I was like not really like that, but. 
Lisa, my partner, and her son Ben collect like antique furniture. And then like some we get I love mid-century, like uh-huh. the 60s and stuff. So we have some furniture like that. But like that furniture was given to me by my grandma. Yeah. That's my, these coffee tables, yeah. are, they were my and grandfather's. They're, and they're great. Yeah. And all the antique stuff that they have in the house, too, it's like, holy crap. It's like somebody, like, put this Built together. It? A person, yeah. perhaps, not a, you it, It's know, like, I'm sure there was an assembly. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, I'm sure there was some sort of, like, station, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, an assembly line. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, not, like... Not like the way things are today. Well, that's the thing. Like when people say, oh, make America great again and all this stuff. I'm like, do they mean like build out of real materials again? I don't know. And if they did, maybe I'd be like, all right. Yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. Like, can we can we like drop all this plastic bullshit? Like, do we really need Pay to create people a living wage? Yeah. More plastic. Nothing <laughs> in the world. I mean, for the medical industry, I totally get it. Yeah. All right, Megan. Cold open. Guest star Beverly Sills is practicing. She hits a note so high that she breaks Scooter's glasses. I liked a lot of these. Like, Scooter's been having really good cold opens lately. Scooter has been having good cold opens, and I really did like that his glasses broke. And I bet you his glasses were made of uh, glass at the time, because glasses today are not made of glass. They're made of plastic. However. I forgot about that, yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm sorry to go back on the plastic conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm holding here a Tervis. Uh Uh-huh. And I have to say, I love this Tervis. You bought it about... Two years ago. But so, I wouldn't you know, want this like... to be, like, this is, like, a nice, hard, mm-hmm. like, plastic that'll last. It's, like, a reusable. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about throwaway plastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, um, I'm looking to see if I have an old Starbucks cup on this desk, but I don't at the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that's PET and you can recycle it. <sighs> anyway. We're going to just drown ourselves in plastic in a few short years. We shall see what happens. But anyway, Scooter's glasses breaking. I loved it. And the way that it looks, very funny because he's a Muppet. <laughs> I love, yeah, they had to then craft little broken glasses for him, right? Like everything when you think about stuff like this, I like to think about the the process that they had to put in to do it, you know? And to make it look like broken glass Yeah, and, stuff. and it does. It looks so much like broken glass. I, I don't know. <laughs> Scooter really has had some really good ones. Like um, two weeks ago. The uh, when he pulls out a gun to shoot an A out of the ceiling for Dudley Moore. Oh my god, that was absurd. I still can't get over the fact that Scooter had a loaded gun behind the scenes. Yeah, I told you, Benson and Hedges gave him that gun. I wonder how, like, thinking about this now, Scooter's I wonder got how, a gun. Sorry. I can't believe we didn't do that first of all. <laughs> but how? I wonder how that went off in the UK. We're like, well, not... think about the UK. It's like. Uh-huh shooting uh like pigeons and and like game like that it's okay. that's a thing for the uh heiress yeah. for the high class folk i don't know aristocracy high class folk. yeah it's very british seeming to me and then they probably have like one of those like fancy schmancy dogs that go after the fowl oh, a bloodhound that's gonna go oh, yeah. gather the the, the fowl Ugh. Now that we're saying this, I'm picturing the duck hunt dog that comes up when you miss, and he's like, "Yeah, but those dogs are bred because they have the soft mouth on the inside, so it doesn't damage the game when Ew, they." That's so yeah. weird. People are insane. Yeah, people are insane. I, like that's insane. All I'm saying though is I'm so glad golden retrievers exist though because they're so cute and uh-huh. I love them. <laughs> In our Muppet Show theme, Gonzo plays by ear. He shows his instrument his ears what type of earwax you know that there's two types of earwax in in our world there's 
like a powdery earwax. Okay. And I don't have that. And there's um most East Asian people do compare like really? for, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Environment. Yeah, whatever. whatever. And then there's the waxy earwax. Mm-hmm. Which I definitely I the other day I put a Q tip in like a little bit too far. Ooh, and you're like, oh, and, I, <laughs> and you do that like where you gag and it doesn't make any sense that like my ear I don't know. I think my ears get clogged a lot, I feel like for whatever reason. I wanna get that thing. Where it's like this scraper that looks like a weird, like almost like a whisk, like you cook. Oh with, yeah, I have seen and that. It the, and, and you, you turn like, it, and, and it like it. Ugh, it's, it's disgusting. So but I want to do it. Yeah. I do it you so know what? Bad. Also on the on the topic of earwax, um, that you know they say Irish people have a lot of earwax because really? of the um wet environment. Uh huh. I would think ear hair and guys. I don't know, like a hairy I man here. Fucking god, I don't have ear hair. Like they people like do. The, like, my dad did. Barf. Blech. <laughs> okay, so now we didn't talk about it at the top, but this episode opened with a warning. Yes, and, and uh, we learned why very, very quickly. Very quickly. There's so few episodes with warnings, so it was really jarring to have this episode now. open with one. Yeah. Like, no, there's in only the- like six episodes oh, or so of total. the Muppet Show total. Oh, oh, so oh. To have this week's episode and then next week's episode open with it back to back, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what were we getting up to? So please. Tell us why. At the start of the show, Statler and Waldorf complain that the opening numbers are too weird. Yeah, what do you have tonight? A Chinese gorilla dancing ballet? (laughs) (laughs) Cancel the opening number. Embarrassed, Kermit cancels the opening number, infuriating the Chinese gorilla who was planning to dance ballet. So it is a buck tooth, Uh like the buck tooth with the the rice paddy hat, hat, and you can, you know, take your mind from there. Okay, I like Jesus Christ. Okay, so guess what movie I watched last night? What'd you watch? Rush Hour. Oh no, I've never seen those. Are they any good? Oh well, Jackie Chan. Okay, like his basically his stunting, his choreography is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Chris Tucker, very annoying in that movie, but yeah. he like by the end of it calms down. I think Rush Hour Two is probably better. But why I'm bringing this up is because holy racisms in that movie. Really? I mean, even the mo- it's like. Where does that one take place, the first one? Well, Jackie Chan comes over from Hong Kong. Okay, so it's like takes place in like Los Angeles? It takes place in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Chris Tucker is a part of the LAPD. It's so then thing. is the second one like in Hong Kong? I think it is, yeah. Right? Like the Austin Powers yes, mentality exactly. of like the man out of time comes And then I to think there's our... a third one that's just like a little newer in uh-huh. that. But every time. Yeah, like maybe they're like 01, 03, and then like 07. You know, like there's like a little bit of a gap in between. No, I think it's like. All the way, I think it came. Rush Hour Three came out in like, I'm gonna say twenty, like, oh, like recenter, 12. recenter. Let's Damn, say. like that would be kind of surprising. Those. Oh movies, no, you're right. Th- 2007. Is it actually 2007? Yeah, it literally Insane. is. Um, but every time Jackie Chan was about to be in a scene. They played that like no. they made whatever dun, music dun, dun, was playing dun, 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 dun. have an Jesus Asian-y Christ. like sort of twang or whatever to it. I was watching um, oh my the Gilmore Girls a couple of years ago. Years ago. I watched the Gilmore Girls all the time. Say, but, uh, two it weeks ago? It was an old episode where Lane Kim, who's a Korean character, yeah. Korean woman, she uh, is in high school at the time on the episode. And she goes on like a date with this guy, Dan, and he plays... Um, What's the Susie and the Banshees song? Hong Kong Garden. Yes. 
while he's like cooking them dinner. And the whole scene is now just like kind of tainted by that for me. It comes off as like, like they're both very into like indie alternative, like old new way, you know, like Mm -hmm. that whole like scene of music, but it just comes off as so tone deaf to play that in a scene with the two of them. And it's like one of the first times that I feel like that character really gets her own scene. You know, like usually she's, the best friend to to Rory. It's not, you know. Well, how would you know that the episode was about her unless she played that Asian like, style it's music? So weird. <laughs> so right? weird. Like, oh god, it's so bad. And then I want to tell you that I tried to watch, um, that movie with Kirstie Alley and Tim Allen. Richard Porter. You can't do it. Why? I swear I watched it like two years ago and it held up. Oh my god. Well, first of all, you know that. Balenciaga is mentioned in it. Really? Yeah, the woman has Balenciaga on it, lights on fire. And then something else that's like very relevant today, and I completely forget now. Mm-hmm. But you know, the beginning of the movie starts out where Tim Allen is building a world that's based on like the Middle East. Like it's biblical. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe I didn't watch it like two years ago. I'm telling you. I know Kirstie Alley chain smokes in it, she which is one of the things you were looking for. But I'm like, does anyone have chemistry with Tim Allen? Because it might be him. But like, Kirstie, Kirstie Alley's not a good actor. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Perkins is way superior to her. <laughs> way. So if anything comes of this podcast, it's that we meet the Muppets and Elizabeth Perkins, I think, at this point too, right? We want to be fr- befriend... Well, I don't know if I want to be Elizabeth Perkins' friend. But I think you'd like to meet her. Didn't she, in Miracle on 34th Street, didn't she tell Matilda that Santa wasn't real? I mean, probably. Right? She probably also told, um, what is her name? Matilda? Yeah, what's her real name? Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. She probably also told Mara Wilson that Santa Claus isn't <laughs> real. She seems like a bully. <laughs> Imagine if Mara Wilson grew up and she was like, Elizabeth Perkins made me gay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, on the, I, I just wanted before we get back into this episode, <laughs> I want to let you know that the Santa Claus is actually now my favorite TV show. I've and watched I love a bunch it so much. Okay, do you want to just have our Santa Claus's report? Yeah, we so- need to do a Santa Claus's report. I didn't finish the series, but I sure as hell. Mm -hmm. had episodes playing in the background while I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins Uh because I have to tell you that game is so fucking boring but yet at the same time I can't stop playing it you just like the motions of the game the running the climbing up but it's so boring Uh anyway um so yeah it's weird like the the older son of Tim Allen and and Mm -hmm. uh Juliet from Cal Calvin Cal Calvin and they Mm -hmm. named him after Superman no, in the Megan, <laughs> why do I? I keep talking to you as if you are a Santa Claus super fan like myself. Only the first and one. And I'm forgetting. Yes, and then you should know that Santa Claus's real name in the real world is Scott Calvin. Mm-hmm. So they named him Calvin. Well, I know that one because that's in the first one. Yeah. Okay. So they, they named, named him, Calvin. him Cal after Calvin. So who is he? Like Snoop Dogg? You know, every single one of Snoop Dogg's kids is named after him. Oh, that's like that George Foreman shit, right? Yeah, but they're all like variations of the name. So the girl's name is Corey. Then there's like Cordell. Mm-hmm. Like Cord- say what Corday. You, say what you will about Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. Them naming their kids Willow and Jaden is kind of a cool way to like honor their names, mm-hmm. but give it to the other child. I thought. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to, like, the yeah. different gender. But, so, okay. Cal Calvin, you were saying, the son of Santa Claus. 
he's like obsessed with like being normal being normal right yeah. like he he has like a vr headset and he, in it he he's goes like, like grocery shopping oh, yeah. and mowing the lawn and like just doing i think he gets excited at one point because he can go to a post office and like just oh he asks the one character what the dmv oh is yeah what like. the dmv is like and yeah. she's like a child she's like i'm a child <laughs> what he there's a whole department for motor vehicles that's what he says yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. It's bizarre. What's that guy's name who's trying to take over for Santa? The actor. Uh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn. He's like playing like a Jeff Bezos type character or like... No. He play, he's playing like a guy who's in charge of an Amazon type thing. No, no, no. The other say. guy. Um, the guy who like goes with his daughter... Cal Penn. Oh, that is him. Okay, because yes. I, I didn't From see Harold him. From Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't see him as like um, a Jeff Bezos type. I think he's. I think what they're trying to say is that everything now is like Amazon. Oh, I see. It's everywhere. It can ship you whatever you want. Okay, yeah. I don't think he is a Jeff Bezos type, but I think he runs a company that is supposed to be comparable yeah, to yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has a heart of gold, this guy. Yeah. Like a Santa Claus type. Does he become? Are you going to spoil it? Oh, or I Megan, should... I can't spoil it, but you should watch further. The show just gets weirder. So what I thought was weird is when I was Googling um, the Santa Claus and Elizabeth Mitchell's name, mm-hmm. I saw a picture of her where she had like a fat suit on. Mm-hmm. So they made her. Yeah, she has to become Mrs. Clausy and... also. But I think they abandoned that for this show. Because oh. I'm pretty sure on like the third one, she has like... You know, like Mrs. Claus curves, which is a really disgusting thing that I just had to say. <laughs> Mrs. Claus curves. Oh, <laughs> Christmas pinup magazine. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. I I like this. This past Wednesday, I was like, "Oh fuck, Santa Claus has came out. I gotta watch that." We watched it really early. It's bizarre. I don't know what's gonna happen in it either. All right, so I'll just keep watching. Like, there's two episodes remaining as we're recording this, and, like, I don't know what the premise of the show is, other than that they need to replace Santa Claus because he wants to retire. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Wait a minute. Are they going to make this show a sequel for next... They're going to keep recurring this show. This show is going to show up next year. They very well could. I mean, Tim Allen's still going to need to eat next year, so... (laughs) But keep up with it, please. I, I like through editing that episode that we put out two weeks ago. I was like, oh man, I hated this show, and I think it's like good now. It's bizarre. I don't know. It's very so weird. So you're a big fan of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Tired of their criticism, Kermit asks the old men what they would do for an opening number. Okay, I love this. So they this... throw together a burlesque number. Take ten terrific girls. They are such, like, this This must be, like, a part of Jim's brain where he's, like, ladies, ladies, like, this. <laughs> ladies love cool Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Statler and Waldorf share a few old vaudeville-style jokes during the number. Tell me, Mr. Waldorf, what do you get when you pour boiling water down a rabbit hole? I don't know, Mr. Statler. What do you get when you pour boiling water down a rabbit hole? Hot cross bunnies. What do you get? What do you get when you guzzle down sweets, Megan? A stomachache? Eating as much as an elephant eats. <laughs> 
Next, backstage, Scooter tells Kermit that his bike is being stolen. Kermit runs outside, leaving Fozzie to introduce the next act. <laughs> Fozzie assures Scooter that he knows all about Beverly Sills. Confused about who the guest star is, Fozzie introduces her as one of the great singers of country and western music, Miss Bev Sills. <laughs> Beverly sings when the bloom is on the sage in opera style. In her ghosty voice. <laughs> Definitely in her ghosty voice. And also tap dances. She's accompanied by Lubak Lou and the Jug Huggers. I love this. I love Lubak. Anytime Lubak Lou and the Jug Huggers are around, I love uh, it. I, I didn't believe that she was really tap dancing. But is she though? I don't know. It says she was, and it looked like she was like fake ass moving her feet. You know what's weird about tap though is like they move their like feet, and you're like, wait, does that sound really coming out of the tap? That's maybe my problem is like it looked like she was doing like a down, but it was you know like the way I don't understand tap dancing enough. There's, to I know, know there's like a flap. I only know one move in tap dancing, and that's because somebody talked. And like you're today. when okay, people at listening. People at listening. It's called a flap. You're moving your foot in such a... You're moving your foot a lot for what doesn't look like a lot. You know, like... What you're supposed to do for the flap is, like, you're supposed to subtly move your foot and the tip here and then the back, Mm -hmm. the same part of your foot. Yeah. So it's, like, the front sole of your foot. It's a lot of movement But it's in two different places. Yes. And then you can, like, add the heel and... Alright, fine, Beverly. I'm sorry. Beverly! Let's see who Beverly Sills is while we're here. Bevy. Soprano opera singer Beverly Sills. Who's your favorite Beverly's, let's just say? My favorite Beverly's. Beverly Cleary, maybe. Um, Beverly. Beverly from Rana and Beverly? Rana and Beverly. That was a quick one that we got immediately to a character. Beverly Beverly Big Head. Beverly Big Head. Oh, no, I'm talking characters. I mean, you can name a real person. I Beverly Big Head. I think she's... She's a good mom. Oh, my God. She is hilarious, though. Yeah, because obviously the son, Big Head, he has a problem with the dad, not the mom. Megan. He's like very daddy issues. You don't know. No. The Big Heads don't have a son. They have a daughter. Oh. You have to watch the Rocco's Modern Life special from 2018. It's on Netflix. Um, What is the Big Heads kid name? They came out as trans in that special. And it turns out, like, that's why they were so miserable their whole life and everything. They Holy write this shit. Whole, the, the Rocco's Modern Life revival episode is so Is it all the good. original voices? Yes. I can watch it then. And the whole premise of the thing is, like, how toxic it is that we keep rebooting shit, basically. Okay, so it's probably on Paramount+. Plus. It's on. It was made for Netflix. It's still oh. on Netflix. And it's really good. Well, I have that, so I'll watch it. Sounds great. I'll watch that while I'm playing Assassin's just, Creed Origins. Just add that to the list of things you need while to While I melee people and I'm like, okay, is, is does this game get any better? And it's the same thing over and over again. Mm. Even though Uncharted is kind of the same thing over and over again, but there's like real puzzles in Uncharted. Uncharted is like the, re- the same thing, not the same thing. I love Uncharted. I wish it would come back or I could play a game like Uncharted. But like I'd have to play, you said, I, I know I have to play the dead one. I forget what is that. What's it called again? What's the, the other? Dead what? The Naughty Dog game. Oh, uh, The Last the of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Sorry, The Did Dead. Did you see, we are like... But that game scared me when I was playing it. Like, I beat it, I played it, but I have to tell you, like, it didn't relax me the way I feel like I want to be, like, yeah, relaxed when there, I play a game. I'm like... The TV uh, show version uh, of it comes out in January, and I'm, like, really worried that I'm not going to be able to watch it because I'm just going to be in, like, too bad a mood. Who's like, the star of that show? I saw a picture of him. Um, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but like, it's 
That's scary. And I feel like the whole Last of Us thing has been done before. It's a zombie story, right? Like, it's a zombie story. Apocalypse. Zombie. Yeah. It's where, yeah, Wasteland, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Remember Borderlands? Remember that game? Borderlands was cool, and then, like, they just kept making it over and it and wasn't over good. Again. They didn't yeah. improve it. I felt like, no. the, the, especially from Borderlands 1 to 2, I was like, there are some things that they could have improved that they didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So, between numbers, Piggy practices her soprano on Kermit. When she finds out Beverly will be doing an opera number at the end of the show, he tells her that Beverly is holding auditions later, and Piggy should love the opera. It's called Pigaletto. I don't... This is more just teasing Piggy. Piggy... They all know that Piggy gets really upset when you make fun of her being a pig, and that she would like things because she's a pig, and blah, 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 blah. Why are you going to make fun of somebody just because they're a pig? It's racism at its finest, right? Like, you know... Oh, she is differently colored. She's a differently, she's a different species than us. She's, whatever. I don't know. I don't have anything interesting to put in here, but they should stop doing this. How about that? The newsman rushes on for Muppet News Flash to announce that Beverly will be singing opera until the cows come home. Just then, he gets run over by a herd of cows. This is like the exact kind of dumb shit that I love from the newsman. I love that too. Gonzo meets with Beverly in her dressing room to demonstrate his new art form, spoon hanging. When Sam the Eagle arrives to worship, when Sam the Eagle worship? arrives to worship at Beverly's feet, he's scandalized to find her practicing spoon hanging. I love the idea that whenever there's someone who like is an artist, you know, that like Sam can in the way that Sam, yeah, art, you know, and in he's the like, classical sense, hello. My, you know, like he immediately is like, ah, finally, someone with taste and talent, you know, and then to see her doing something silly. And he's like, this show is like ruining people. (laughs) Oh, Sam. Megan, our UK spot is probably one of the best UK spots this season. Okay. I definitely loved it. I was captivated. The UK spot for this episode is an opera number performed by the Fuzz Brothers. This, like, really killed me. I remember watching this the other day, and I text you immediately, and I'm like, I cannot believe that they're doing this. Like, you send me the picture of Fran- Nanny Fine. Of course. And what's her friend's name on the nanny? Val. Val. When they did, She's like, like the- a dum-dum, so yeah. So this is that thing where you turn your head No, but it, I don't think it was Val and her. It was it was um the little girl, wasn't it? Maggie? It was Mag. No, no, Maggie's the Gracie? oldest. Gracie, yeah. It was Gracie. Why do I remember the kids' names? Maggie, Brighton, and Gracie. Brighton. Shit. So, yeah, this is that thing where you turn your head to upside down and you film your chin as if it's the top of someone's head. and Which is very Sherry Lewis lamb face. chop. It's very lamb chop, yeah. chin puppets are usually performed with the puppeteer lying on their back <laughs> with their chin in the air. For the Fuzz Brothers, the Muppet performers were comfortably right side up, standing on their bodies. Oh my god, they filmed this upside down instead. So everybody stood right side up and they just turned the camera. That's Holy amazing. Shit, that's so interesting. Well, it probably makes them less dizzy. Yeah. Wow. 
They, okay, so they were dressed wow. in like King Knight's garb almost, like yeah, King really Arthur garb. Weird. It was really cool though. And they like the the sort of movements that they had were very very good, but it makes I guess sense that they were upright. They look like descendants easier to of move. Sweetums. Like their eyebrows. And yeah. Everything. Well, I love this. That's really interesting to me to hear that they filmed it right side up and then just digitally turned the picture upside down. Very cool. You know, sometimes that doesn't translate as easily. No, but. And you can't tell the difference. You know, who's a visionary is Jim Henson. For fucking real, man. All right, so Miss Piggy visits Beverly in her dressing room to audition for Pigaletto. Soon, the room is filled with auditioning pigs, including Strangeport playing a kazoo and Link Hogthrob trying out for the basketball team. I love that Link is fully devolving. Like, they're like, Link is a stupid character, and now he's just getting stupider. Like the It's all that coke. It's like as the year goes by, I mean, he's definitely a Studio 54-esque coke. Did you see that viral video that was out about the girl saying that she did all this coke and her nose was literally gone and she had, like, tubes in her face? Ew, no. <laughs> some some woman, I love the stitches, because somebody, some woman put on Twitter, like, they posted me, like, <laughs> this would be the only video Dare would ever need to show me. <laughs> right? I'm like, nope, I'm good, not doing drugs. Oh, <laughs> uh, horrifying. That sucks. Uh, Beverly tells them that they'll all have a part in the closing number. That doesn't sit well with the other animals who complain to Kermit that they can sing opera too, suggesting goat deramarung. La travel. These are all just animal puns with yeah. other animals, and I I can't do Madam Buttermilk. I can read that one <laughs> instead of Madam Butterfly. Robin the Frog claims that he's perfect for low and green. So Madam Butterfly, I've probably mentioned this was the first opera I ever went to, yeah. and it was. Um, you know, Lincoln Center. That's like going to see Phantom, the right? Met. Like, right? Like, it's like the main, like, not it's, the main one, it's, but it's a very popular. Yeah, because it's more like, I guess, kid friendly. It's okay. not really. I don't know how you would call an opera kid friendly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely. But like, if you were to take a kid to a ballet, you would take them to the Nutcracker. Like, yeah, right. There's these like exactly. entry points. Entry point. So, Madame Butterfly mm-hmm. was an entry point for me uh, to the opera, and I remember like, and I was young. And, like, just asking my nanny, I'm like, so it's in Italian, but they're Asian? Mm-hmm. But it's in Italian. Even, like, at the time, you're like, this makes no sense. I was like, I guess it's, like, Marco Polo getting, like, spaghetti from... <laughs> and, like, my little kid brain is, like, trying uh-huh. to, like, put these things together. The one thing you're fascinating on. Like, yeah, it's, I'm like... It's so interesting. But then you learn, like, you know, like, Italian was what you would always perform yeah. an opera and I mean it was created by Italians of course mm-hmm. um but then you know you have Wagner and those German folks who were mm-hmm. like but think about when you think of opera you think about do you think about the lady with the horns with on the her horns. head yeah yeah that's hitting the high note until and that's all the so funny shatters. that's very German right. yeah 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 so weird I know anyway that's all I wanted to say next on the eagle Sam the eagle presents next on the eagle I just said Next, on stage, Sam the Eagle presents Muppet University, a classy educational feature. (laughs) He looks through a microscope at a water drop and is horrified to see Kermit the Protozoa. This was trippy and fucking awesome. Vaudeville shtick. 
First of all, vaudeville, vaudeville shtick, love it. Second of all, this trippy amoeba stuff. They looked so fucking cool. They looked like if Kermit fell out of a building and splatted on the ground and just his face. I you think know, that like, we should make t-shirts of using the these of the, of the splat characters. I absolutely love the splat characters. And, and mm-hmm. like Adidas and all these people linking up with whatever. What's that shoe company that does like versions of shoes? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like like really trippy versions. Like they did the Gobstopper Stopper Vans or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, didn't they do like the Little Nas X like Nike shoes? Like uh-huh. they take shoes and they whatever. Yeah. I feel like they should do like the Kermit the Frog Amoeba shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that really would be cool. so trippy and so cool. Kermit tells Sam he thinks things went well in his act, especially with the protozoa. Scooter arrives to tell Kermit that everything is set for the closing number, except for the spear carriers. They're demanding money. Kermit says no until he is persuaded by the spears to change his mind. It, I love how much of this show has turned to, like, there's going to be some real unioning in, in The Muppet Show very soon. Because Kermit's getting really tight with his money belt, and he needs to start paying these performers appropriately. It's the beginning of the end, if you... It, it is. The signs I wonder, are on the wall. Does this show go off the air because Kermit refuses to pay performers and people just want to people stop performing on the show? Maybe. They're like, I'm not going to go there. I don't it's, need exposure. It, I'm it, a pig. I need work. <laughs> well, actually, it's really interesting what they're writing about and like what's showing up in the show because mm-hmm. is this the point? Like, I'm thinking about the Brian J. Jones book. Is this the point where the company started getting larger and yeah. he? And Jim Henson couldn't be, like, running it like a mom and pop like mm-hmm. he used to. And he needed to rely on, like, it the lawyers be. and the restructuring, restructuring of the organization. Because right now we're dealing with The Muppet Show, mm-hmm. right, on in syndication. So it's sold to multiple networks. Then you have right? the Creature Shop working on Star Wars. Yes, the Creature Shop is working on more Star Wars. We just did Emmett Otter last year for HBO and for whatever other networks. You know, like, so they're... We're stretched all over the place. We made the Muppet movie, which was produced and put out by the whomever seeds at the of the time. labyrinth have also been started, right? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of like being stretched all over the place. Not stretched too thin, but like your properties are. When at do we so start talking to Disney? Places. Later. Disney isn't until like the late eighties. Okay, late eighties. When he's like, he basically right like Jim gets the idea like if I sell to Disney, they'll let me do whatever I want and they'll worry about all of the. You know, yeah. budgeting, yeah, and production. Yeah. I don't have to do the business pieces. side. I can yeah. just write an idea, make an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had he started having ideas about like theme parks and stuff like yeah. that, and he was like, I can't do a theme park better than Disney. Yeah, they're the masters of yeah. some of these things. You know, like, but you know, Frank Oz is always the master. <laughs> method, so obey your master. For the closing number, Beverly performs Pigaletto. With a chorus of upstaging pigs, including Link Hogthrob, Julia Strangepork, and Miss Piggy as Cleopatra. Cleopatra, coming at ya. Although the name is a spoof of Rigoletto, the music performed is also taken from La Traviata, Carmen, Adia, and De, De Welker. De Welker. Sorry. I'm like too stupid and it's too early for me to be trying to read in several different languages. <laughs> Beverly gets involved in a who can sing higher contest with Piggy, which ends with Piggy which ends when Piggy drops to a dramatic low note. Then at closing, Beverly Sills tells Kermit 
that she enjoyed doing the Muppet Show almost as much as performing opera. Gonzo arrives to ask if that means she'll be giving up great arts such as spoon hanging for lesser mediums. I, I spoon hanging that exactly? That was the thing the where nose? they hung the spoons from their nose. Yeah, spoon hanging. I don't even really know how Gonzo was able to do that. His nose fully, like, floops. You need a big spoon. He, he need needs a ladle. A ladle. <laughs> is that cheating if you hang a ladle from your big old Gonzo schnoz? Meg, this is the first time in a little while that I feel like we've seen an edit this bad. This is a shitty, shitty edit. On Nickelodeon, the Muppet University sketch was cut. Why? That's so weird. That ruled so much. Why would they cut that? I guess that means they probably did it for time, I guess, and they kept the UK spot because that was a little more Yeah, the UK like, spot's really fun. Silly? Yeah. Or, I don't know. That's stupid as hell. I'm not pleased with that much at all. This episode was all around, like, fine. I don't know. I feel like we've watched better ones more recently. I guess maybe also my problem is that, like, I don't really know much about opera and who Beverly Sills is, you know? No, but, that, but you know what? You say that, but that doesn't really prevent us from liking other guests that we no. don't know a lot about either. No. I, guess, I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of who's I just feel like sometimes what. I don't know what to do with them. And, like, the sketches outside of what the guest was doing were much better than with the yeah, guest. Absolutely. So, so, I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of weird. She must have been, like, a friend of Lord whatever. Lord. Lou Lord. Lou Lord. Yeah. Right? No. Lord. Fauntleroy. No. <laughs> no, Lou Lord is the is the is H. G. Wells's character from the Muppet movie who's playing uh, I'm talking about the guy the, who funded everything. That's what I'm thinking of too. The the, the, the surrogate of him in the Muppet movie oh, yeah, yeah. is it's called Lou, Lou Lord. Yeah, exactly okay, whatever. so Lou Lord, whatever. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Um well next week, Megan, is um it's Christmas Eve Eve. So to celebrate that, we're going to watch The Muppet Christmas Carol. Christmas Eve Eve. Because um, Disney Plus is re-releasing a lost scene. I don't know why it was lost. I'll have to do some research to figure out why it was, like, cut. There was a song that was cut from A Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't have, like, a real fondness for A Muppet Christmas Carol. But, like, I was looking through information on it the other day. And, like, Jerry Jewell wrote the screenplay for it. So I'm like, maybe this movie fucking rules. Well, it kind of is a good version of A Christmas Carol because mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen a couple of different versions of A Christmas Carol and at least there's Muppets in this one yeah. and like um, there's that big giant Muppet uh-huh. who I like a lot in it. And like another... And then what? Austin Powers' dad isn't. Is Austin the star. Powers' dad is the star of it. It's 89 minutes long, which is another Perfect. like win for me that it like... It, Perfect. And you know what? 89 minutes means six minutes of that is at least credits, right? So it's it's a nice... It should be tight. It's not too long. Music from Robin's Paul Williams. In it. Robin's in it as Tiny Tim. Right? Like, okay. I think we'll have a good time with this. I'm excited to see what this scene is that was cut from it. I know people personally that, like, are so excited that this is coming back into the movie and everything. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited one to of my see regulars, what this is. One of my regulars at the shop, his wife, like, almost refuses to watch this movie anymore because she loved that song growing up, and it's been cut from the movie. Okay, so will I rem- will I know when I see it? I don't know. Have you seen? Did you watch it a lot when you were a kid? I don't know. I've seen right? it a bunch. Like, yeah. I've seen I've seen it a bunch, 
It's just been on. It's one of those ones that's like it's from 1992, so it's existed yeah. forever, as yeah. far as we're concerned. Exactly. You know, like it's definitely something that I've seen a lot. And I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, my parents liked the Muppets. I think mm-hmm. probably my mom more than my dad, but like, yeah, we always had Muppety Muppet stuff. It all like their first year of being married, their like Christmas ornament uh-huh. is the Muppets. Really? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's 1980. Really cool. They got married December 1st, 1980. So that is at the height of the Muppets, too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, damn. All right, so let me run through the plot synopsis of The Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol is the fourth feature film to star the Muppets and the first produced after the death of Muppets creator Jim Henson. Released in 1992, it is one of the many film adaptations of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Gonzo claims to be Dickens himself and narrates the story with the assistance of Rizzo the Rat. Wait, that means Kermit's voice isn't Jim's? In a Christmas... Oh, I didn't even think of that. But you know what? Kermit's not heavily played in this. Kermit's in it, but he's Bob Cratchit. So think about how much Bob Cratchit's really in A Christmas Carol. You know? No, I know, but he is in it, and there's parts. But yeah. Frank's voice is definitely Piggy's. Okay, so let me just get through this, and we'll figure out who okay. plays Kermit. <gasps> I'm getting right? scared. Okay. Michael Caine plays Ebenezer Scrooge with Muppets taking over the rest of the parts, including Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit, Miss Piggy as Emily Cratchit, Robin the Frog as Tiny Tim... And Fozzie Bear as Fozzie Wig. So I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Let's see. The cast. Uh, 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 uh. Oh my god, you have to get through. I'm not... Oh my god, this is treating me like I'm a fucking idiot baby. Baby! It's like, oh, Kermit the Frog plays Bob Cratchit. And I'm like, no, but who plays Kermit the Frog yeah. in this movie? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Kermit plays Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kermit plays Bob Cratchit. I That's think it's, who's... Steve Whitmire plays him in it. Okay. So, I mean, it's a good Kermit. It's not Jim, but, you know. It's Jerry Jewell wrote it. And I feel like we've had a lot of things lately. Jerry Jewell pen. Sorry. (laughs) Go on and get your Jerry Jewell and get ready to watch The Muppets Christmas Carol with us. So, we're going to be watching that next week to celebrate Christmas on December 23rd. Join us then to... (laughs) Join us then as we watch... The Muppets. What am I trying to do? We're going to watch The Muppets Christmas Carol. Listen in. I think it'll be fun. Uh, until then, you can follow us on social media, ITTWTM. Yeah, I've been posting more. You have A little been. bit here and there. You can message us. Message us. And uh, until then. Thanks for the gumball. Beverly.